This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday morning, and welcome back to another episode of Saturday Morning uh, Mysteries. I was going to say mysteries. It's a mess over here. <laughs> we're your hosts. We're the messy hosts of this messy-ass <laughs> podcast. Sure. I'm Alexis. I'm Grace. <laughs> and I guess my mind is all over the place because I'm oh so excited about what we're about to get into for the next, I guess, five weeks, I think we've uh-huh. talked about. Yeah, it's spooky season. It's officially spooky season as of our airing of this uh, podcast, not, not as of our recording, but <laughs> we're very excited because every year we do a particular arc throughout the month of October and this week also the last weekend of September. <laughs> right, it's like almost <laughs> October. It's and we make the rules, we break the rules, there are no and rules. We're messy. We're and messy. messy rules. <laughs> the rules are very messy. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so we do an arc of only Halloween themed or Halloween related episodes of our favorite animated shows slash movies from our childhood. And yeah, we obviously, as per usual, recap them to each other in a somewhat true crime, fictional crime fashion. <laughs> so very excited to hear what episode Grace is going to do. She's up first yes. today. And uh, yeah, I mean, should we tell them like the structure, how it's not going to be like you, me, you, me? Uh, like, yeah, gonna, yeah. The structure well. will be a little different for these five weeks. Grace is going today and then I'm going to go two weeks in a row and then Grace is going to go two weeks in a row mm-hmm. because she has something very, very special for the last two weeks of <laughs> the month per our episode tracker that yes. I saw she put on there. So <laughs> yeah, so it'll so be a two-parter. Again, it's messy. Y'all things are <laughs> wild. We're celebrating Halloween starting in September. We're not going back and forth every week. What even is life? What is time right now? Who we knows? don't know. <laughs> it's a construct and spooky season's taken over. So just let yep. it happen. Let it happen. But yeah, so hopefully. Get haunted, just let it happen. Listen yeah, to this right. podcast, just let it happen. Let it happen. Is there a yep. ghost banging on your door right now? Let it, let it happen. happen. <laughs> let it happen. But hopefully, we hope that, uh, yeah, these five episodes get y'all excited for, I think, what is both of our, one of our favorite holidays, probably yes. top two or three, because mm-hmm. there's only like really five. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. like only like a couple of them are good. Yeah, it didn't mean anything. So, But Halloween is definitely my okay. second favorite holiday. So I'm super stoked. What's your first favorite Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Same. Yes. <laughs> nice. So, this is why we have a podcast is, together. <laughs> exactly. And on that note. I'll hand it off to you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So yes, today uh, I am doing an episode from a show we covered last year. Mm. And even more specifically, an episode that ties into an episode we covered last year. Oh. So we must legally start off by saying that Uh, more no no no, this is a good legally this is a i'm not a lawyer legally uh, okay even more than whisper scatting of the amazing chance we are coming back to the greatest theme song of all time oh yay Duck wing duck when this trouble just called dw yes Yes. so let's get get dangerous dangerous. (laughs) and today we're getting dangerous Amazing. Love it. As today, we are doing 
a Halloween episode that has mainly, I think it's a Halloween episode because it has lots of nods to horror movies and horror movie Mm. tropes in this episode. And it's entitled Night of the Living Spud. Oh, (gasps) wait a minute. (laughs) I love this that you're doing that. Can I... Uh This is the only time, well, no, it's not, but I'm going to interrupt you right now, very, very briefly. Uh-huh. It's not the only time, but it'll be quick. Won't be the only I've, not, time. I've not seen this episode, but uh-huh. this, no, not this comic. I have another Darkwing Duck comic in here. It's like uh-huh. a big graphic novel where like half of it is based on this episode that you're going to talk about. It's like the, it, it's cool. the events after this episode. Okay. Can yeah. you recap it afterwards? Briefly yes, I will do my you best. Yes, what I remember, I will. <laughs> I might okay. have to like pull it out and we'll like edit that part out while I'm like struggling to get it okay. out of the box <laughs> yeah, behind we'll, me. We'll, but we'll yes, brief cut so you can browse briefly too because I'm just yes. now very curious based on what happens in this episode. Like, yeah, there's a continuation apparently what? via graphic novel. <laughs> Amazing and yes. fitting. Um, and as a side note, yes, yeah, so this is Night of Living Spud. Uh, play on Night of the Living Dead, the like mm-hmm. 1960-something, like one of probably the most classic horror movies. I'm not like yeah. a big horror movie, as y'all know, um, aficionado, but I do know this one. <laughs> I think we watched this in high school with like all of the rowers. Probably. I do I love that like, movie. Yeah, I would not like, be surprised if I was like, guys, let's watch this movie at a movie night or something. Yeah, and I think like, yeah, I do think it was you who was the impetus. And I think you were like, no, no, it's in black and white. So the effects are bad. Y'all yeah. be scared. And then it was like very fun to watch. So yeah, it's yeah. one of the rare horror movies I've actually seen. There you go. Because it's easy. It's black and white. Like you said, it's yeah. cheesy, but like a classic still. It wasn't cheesy at the time. People probably had heart attacks in yeah, the theater, but exactly. whatever. <laughs> they absolutely were not doing well when this first yeah. came out, probably. But uh, for those who haven't seen it, you don't need to have seen it for this episode. There's just a lot of like loose references to random horror movie things. And again, spooky stuff throughout this episode. So we start off with Darkwing Duck, a.k.a. DW, inexplicably lost in the woods. No context as to why he's in there, but he's lost for some reason. And he stumbles out into a Boy Scout camp where there are a couple kids sitting around a campfire telling scary stories, Mm -hmm. specifically about a hulking beast named Big Webfoot, a.k.a. Bigfoot. Bigfoot for like duck version. Yeah, the duck version. Because this episode has everything. Ghost stories, cryptids, zombies, vampires, Frankenstein monsters, and most importantly to horror movies, scary hicks who either give you warnings or are the murderers. Oh no. The hills Stay tuned. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Buckle up. (laughs) The jury is still out on which one of them this these like all are. of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So understandably, when DW comes out of the woods, the Boy Scouts are at first freaked out until they realize, quote, he's just some jerk in a costume. And then they absolutely start bullying DW because he's Aww. in his like Darkwing Duck fit. And so they're just making fun of his like Halloween costume that he thinks he's wearing. They think he's okay. wearing. It is sad for a second, but then also, like, he's an adult who just stumbled onto Boy Scout camp. Yeah, he deserves to be bullied. These kids are protecting themselves. Exactly. (laughs) 
Get out so, of here, you dork. Yeah, get out of here, nerd. And to this, of course, instead of being the mature adult, it riles DW up. And he wants to seem tough and show off to the boys who they who, you know, they think he's lame. So he's like, no, I'm not I'm cool. So he sits them down to tell them the real horror ghost story involving Big Webfoot that happened right there where they are tonight. Mm. So we launch into now our full episode as we go back in time to a tale of when DW faced the Night of the Living Spud. And we cut to right away our friend, our enemy, our villain's badass greenhouse home, Bushroot. Yeah. (laughs) So if you want, pause here real quick, jump back to our, I think our first Darkwing Duck episode. first, yeah. Yeah. He was the first villain. It's hilarious because it's like the third or like fifth episode of the first season. So they like they came back to Bushroot when it was like fresh in the viewers' minds. Yeah. Um, so uh if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to it and come back. Or as a quick reminder, Bushroot was a very vengeful nerd, speaking of nerds, yes. who admittedly was like horribly bullied. And who went through like some scientific experimentation to impress a lady, accidentally turned himself into like a plant human who's kind of like poison ivy and control the plants around him. Mm-hmm. And then he like definitely murdered his bullies. He hates DW. He yes. absolutely like kidnapped a woman to try and Frankenstein her into a plant to be his wife. Mm-hmm. Hates DW because DW thwarted this effort and literally mowed him, her or him down in the process. Literally and only, mode. yes, Mind and mower. only has grown <laughs> more unhinged as time went on. And that's Busher. I think that's all from his first episode. Yeah. 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 But basically, this whole like what a wild turned, ride. <laughs> a wild ride. The whole he turned to a plant thing has really impacted his brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. He's not doing great. So since, I guess, regrowing from being mowed over and mowed down last time, I guess he regrew. Also probably impacted his brain chemistry. It's like a couple concussions and brain damage for sure to that frontal lobe at the very least. Yeah. Uh, But since then, I guess, Bushroot has been like sitting around at home, both making like plant servants to do his bidding, Mm. but also he's decided i will say i'll give him credit he's learned from last time about kidnapping humans and trying to make them into plants he's not on that bag anymore instead he's trying to make his own new bride so instead of kidnapping a woman turning into plant he's now taking a plant that he's going to turn into a woman. A like woman. A, a thinking thing, at least. Yeah, like a human A conscious being, yeah. Yeah, a thing like he is. So okay. that's the plan. Okay, you know, it's better. a little more ethical that he's not, like, torturing a human, though, <laughs> I guess, maybe. Yeah, I, like, I guess, like, he could probably feel the, pan- the plant's pain, because he's also a plant, so True. if he's, like, it's fine. I guess actually, no, that doesn't count because he was going to do it to a woman who definitely could feel pain. (laughs) Either way, his lab, like last time, is full Dr. Frankenstein status. He's got the lab tables. He has 
like a daisy in a flower pot hooked up to like all of the machines and oh like God, electrodes yeah. <laughs> and that kind of stuff. I'm uh, sorry, my sweet. It will only hurt for a moment. Literally, that's what he's saying. And then it just like <laughs> cuts to like the daisy just like this. <laughs> so just a plant. Yeah. Soon, he my can love. understand it, Grace. He It'll be brief. It. Um, the pain oh. will be short, but our love will be forever. <laughs> <laughs> love will live on no one will mow our love down yeah um and i guess as also for those who maybe don't remember that first episode bushroot is like a walking like fl- like flower stem with legs and arms a duck bill and eyes and then like a weird flowering purple head so mm-hmm. For y'all's individual to remind yourselves. If, if you can't imagine. <laughs> I guess if you're watching the video, thank God you get a picture yeah. of him on the screen. But uh, another plug to check out our YouTube page. Exactly. And it is it truly is as wild as I just described how this yes. man looks. This man duck plant. <laughs> duck <thing> plant. Appears. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so but like you actually did just say, is like, it'll be over so soon, my sweet. And I will say he's also like imagining her you see like the little like um thought bubble he's like imagining her as his like duck bride as like a total hottie like which i guess daisies would be a total hottie in the plant world is like the indication they're like the it girl type (laughs) of thing they're beautiful they're primitive proper etc etc so bushroot um, is yelling at one of his plant assistant servants, his Igor, perhaps, to mm. get the final chemical to begin the transformation process. And now, folks, a little piece of advice here for when we're all Frankensteining eventually. Yes, when we've all a lost partner our for ourselves, exactly. Don't give away your most important task to a servant who you made in a lab that never asked to be born and probably doesn't have a brain because Mm. the plant servant thing just drops the original chemical when he goes to get it and not wanting to fess up, he pulls a cronk from our favorite movie on this, on this podcast and first new crew and just grabs another one. Oh gosh! No questions asked. Not looking at another the label. chemical or whatever. Like another an, chemical. This Doesn't is look at not the, the same color, but this like is also fold a liquid to see yeah. if it's a llama or the skull. <laughs> look, Kronk doesn't do. Yes. Oh no! And thus he doesn't learn. Doesn't see. And a bushroot, trusting blindly, trusting this brainless plant, just trusts it and pours it onto the plant that he thinks again is about to become this haughty plant lady wife and it starts growing and warping and naturally Bushroot is screaming she's alive alive I tell you (laughs) but instead of the plant hottie like he thinks it's gonna be the plant keeps growing and keeps getting bigger and taller and wider and the green stem of this daisy starts becoming harder and sprouting in every direction and still standing in front of him what i can only describe is if a giant potato went on a bender in vegas and lost all their money on the strip what does that even mean it's i mean 
it's funny though because I I know what you mean based on the comic. Uh -huh. like, what so, the hell? What are these animators doing? I think one of the animators went on a bender in Vegas and lost all their money on this trip, and they were like, like I feel like this potato. Speaking of potato, <laughs> <I feel like laughs> this potato. honestly, some days the same. We all be feeling like this potato sometimes. Who amongst us does not feel like a potato <laughs> once again? <laughs> exactly. We out here feeling like potatoes, messy potatoes. <laughs> so yes, it's like this enormous potato where this the roots are her like legs. She's got like dragging long arms, like a gorilla or something. Her body, yes, is literally just a giant potato. Her hair is like more roots sticking out. And in just, like, the middle of this potato body, a la, like, Mr. Potato Head, is just her eyes and mouth. But, like, this girl's looking rough. She did not ask to be born. She just born. woke up, Grace. What was that? She just woke up. Okay. <laughs> and she did not ask to be awoken from her potato slumber in any way, shape, or form. Oh, no. She's got bags under her eyes. Ooh. The eyelashes are, like, missing a couple it's not cute and it turns out that the chemical assist or the chemical that the assistant will call him cronk passed was potato starch and so oh, no that's how Wait. she became a daisy to a potato human everything uh, else was hooked up to work to make her into a humanoid bland but it was like the chemical X. A, yes but like did not give her superpowers turned her into a potato quite the opposite a daisy to a potato human i feel like there's like that's kind of poetic in a way <laughs> it's like the ugly duckling story but reverse yeah. yeah um wait this is like kind of random but also what do these little plant assistants look like oh like his igor slash cronk because in my mind i'm imagining literally just like a potted plant like <laughs> do, 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 do. it so it does have Walking like a around. stem body like bushroot does but i yeah. think this one is like a um venus flytrap like head oh, okay but it's not like full human like it doesn't have eyes which how are you going to send something to get some chemicals that doesn't yeah, have eyes so many mistakes were made on Bushroot's part here yeah he like didn't want them full humanoid just in case they would think for themselves so mm -hmm. just kept them like made them like larger more mobile plants okay i'm like trying to think if he has a little lab coat on or not Oh, we'll say he does because it's, it's cute. cute. Does. <laughs> yeah, then he's like, womp, womp, when he like, messes up <laughs> yeah. the chemical. Um, yeah, I'll say he does. He's pretty precious. And like, I guess, yeah, he's just a plant who doesn't okay. have eyes. Okay. So he got potato starch. Yeah. He just felt around for another. You know, I, I don't, another vial. I don't yeah. blame him for mixing them up. Like yeah. you said, he doesn't freaking have eyes. The only thing he knows is how to catch bugs, flies yeah. and shit. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I don't know what a vial even right. is. He, who knows if he even dropped the correct one to begin with? He yeah. couldn't. So he just dropped one and grabbed another one. It was the correct one's still sitting on the shelf for all we know. For all we know. For exactly. the next Daisy Hottie, at least, <laughs> to have. So after Bushroot's initial shock of the fact that there is now a giant potato in front of him, mm -hmm. um, which is also extra shock because she starts growling at him and grunting and he has she has very 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 sharp teeth mm. bushroot realizes you know what beggars can't be choosers <laughs> we can make this work honey <laughs> <laughs> 
He immediately proposes. It's what's inside. Uh-huh. He gets down on wow. one plant knee, knee and proposes to Posey, which is what he's named this potato. Ah, uh, okay. And she growls in response, and problematically, he assumes this is a yes. Oof. He can communicate with plants. He probably knew it. Oh, you know what? Meant. Yeah, we're going to go with that. We'll say. There's, two, there's a lot of bad things going on here, so just... <laughs> Let's just imagine this one thing goes right. But he can understand them. Yes. But you know what? Again, Bushroot, back in his human form, he had it rough. He was bullied. The ladies didn't talk to him. All he wants is love. He's not kidnapping a human anymore. Yeah. yeah. He Frankenstein monstered this plant. And you know what? He's most of all desperate. So... He accepts this. He's not just going to throw her off into the world. He's like, you know what? She's here. That's the first step of finding love. Who's yes. there? Who's just physically She's present? Not there. In life. You're right. It's her. Is she? Is she living and breathing? Yeah. Okay. And she's here. And she's in what this room. What do I need? All right. So he starts showing her around the greenhouse, being like, "Yes, this is going to be it. We're totally in love. We're going to get married. We're going to make it." work and mm-hmm. hilariously he like tries to like give her a wedding dress but he had like i guess pre-made it for like you know the the kirby lady he thought he was gonna get and so he like tries to put it on her and it just like gets ripped to shreds Aww. so now she's just like wearing like a shredded like fabric <laughs> And understandably, this makes her growl even more and show off her fanged teeth. And hilariously, mm-hmm. the shirt's like, you're a potato. What do you want from me? Fine. I'll get you a real, real wedding dress. I'll be right back, honey. And he storms out the greenhouse to go get her a proper wedding dress. Mm-hmm. Did he take her measurements at least? Like, you know yeah. what? I was thinking that too. <laughs> because we will eventually rejoin him trying to get this wedding dress and that's absolutely a question i had because i think the answer is no he did not learn from his lesson at all no again he's new to all of this he's new to love he was too embarrassed to say like small medium large extra large quadruple yeah He's like, never ask a lady. Like, her I need some holes for where her like spuds are coming out or like the little sprouts. How many of those? He's like, I don't want to ask her how many she has on her whole body. That's like, it's a very I, delicate subject with my lady. Exactly. And he's like, <laughs> I don't want to ruin this marriage before it gets started. Yeah. So, yes, he instead just leaves, et cetera, et cetera. And as soon as he leaves, Posey, the potato, just turns the other way and all of the Kool-Aid man just smashes through one of the greenhouse walls, which is all glass, and just leaves out into the world. We have, ladies and gents, a runaway bride. (laughs) She's nervous. She's got cold feet. (laughs) She got cold roots. (laughs) I'm not ready for this. Meanwhile, we rejoin Darkwing Duck now. He's at home in his house in just his regular day-to-day getup, where Goslin, his adopted daughter, aka Goz, is begging mm-hmm. to go with her best friend and his family, the Muddlefoots. Her best friend is a reminder named Honker, yeah. which is still very funny. 
Yes. Honker Muddlefoot. Honker. Camping that evening so she can help Honker hunt for Big Webfoot. Mm. And DW is like, yeah, I don't care. Go ahead. He's watching TV. Sounds dangerous. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Go have fun with your friend here. And he's watching TV again. Goslin's like, okay, thanks. Bye. And she goes and joins the Muddlefoots in their RV to go camping that night to go find Big Webfoot. And DW, still at home in the living room, is watching TV when suddenly a news report interrupts saying that Bushroot is robbing a fabric store. (laughs) Now, we know why he's probably there. He has a mission. Yes. DW does not and is very confused. So DW and his superhero partner and absolutely definitely life partner, Launchpad, (laughs) a.k.a. LP... Mm-hmm. run to the store they probably know where the fabric store is from getting their own custom suits from their wedding exactly. i would imagine <laughs> so they get there and bushroot has tied up the store clerk and is holding up a bunch of different fabrics asking for fashion advice of like <laughs> well does this fabric go with this fabric what about this one i need answers and like again he's new to love He's he doesn't know. He doesn't want to let his girl down. He doesn't want to let his girl down. He doesn't know probably the measurements. So he's just gonna take all of the fabrics and yeah. figure it out at home. The clerk is absolutely like crying and shaking on the ground and is terrified as mm-hmm. he just he only wants to know what goes well together for yeah. his girl, for his boo. Yeah, his boo. But DW and LP, surprisingly of all people don't understand love right now yeah. don't understand the desperation i guess they they have each other they forgot what it's like to be single and to be nervous new to this. Yes. before their you wedding put yourselves in his shoes think of when you and lp first met dw you were nervous you wanted to get him a christmas present for the year you didn't know what size you to decide get yeah it's nerve-wracking that first present no less your wedding as your first <laughs> present so LP and DW show up, ask questions later, immediately start to fight Bushroot, who is able to get away. He has improved his fighting skills since he last got mowed down. And he like shakes his flowery head and emits pollen everywhere. So Mm. to me, as someone who's very allergic to pollen, this is attempted murder, Mm. but (laughs) it works. Uh, Bushroot is able to get away get out the store and after a couple minutes of confusion and sneezing dw and lp hop onto their motorcycle and try to pursue bushroot but we're gonna briefly step away from that chase and join goslin and the muddlefoots as they head out for their weekend on their camping trip they're twisting and turning in their rv on this dark forested road and they being goslin honker his parents and his older brother. When, oh, I didn't know he had a brother. Nice. Yeah, I know. I was like, where cool. you come from? I bet that he's like super cool looking, like opposite of Honker. No, still a nerd. Okay, it's the whole no, family then. Got worse. It. He's like, he's, I was showing over right now, like what to compare. He's like, in an 80s movie, what the bully looks like. Like the bully who's like neglected by his parents, who he absolutely is. He's got like a weird like shag bowl cut. He's got like 
a weird like vest on he looks like and like specifically the bully who like is dumb okay yeah he's like the goon he's like the goon of the bully gotcha is the vibe here so um oh god yeah he definitely bullies family which is very sad yeah and is also like honker for sure neglected by his parents as we will see in this episode Mm. okay another horror movie uh trope the neglectful parents bad parents yeah. so uh yes the they're twisting and turning through this dark forest and the rv starts making some like iffy noises and of course breaks down mm. in the middle of the woods in the dark a la probably like the start of like 62 percent of horror movies mm-hmm. but the metal foot's 62 sorry it's just such but you're probably right. You know what? I didn't look it up. Yeah, Grace actually ran the numbers on that. That's she got such a specific number. I did an entire poll of horror movie directors. <laughs> I watched many of them, just the stars, so though. I don't want to watch more than that. Yeah. Because again, I'm scared of them, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I did on the street interviews. Uh, I have a paper coming out actually inside. Grace is like journal. chasing people down. Excuse me excuse me a horror movie of itself being chased out <laughs> by someone with a microphone <laughs> <laughs> slams the door yeah. but the muddlefoots don't give a fuck they're not bothered by this they're just like well i guess we're camping here now and they're able to kind of like push the rv slightly off the main road at the very least into a clearing of the woods and for the parents here camping needs pulling a couch out from the rv and having a movie night because they also have a tv that they have okay so they're just having roughing it in the woods i guess but for goslin and honker it means getting a net and setting off into the woods to find big webfoot they're gonna hunt this creature down yeah the parents don't care they're like yeah we don't know where yeah whatever tv's on i'm watching my stories quiet (laughs) judge judy's on go ahead <laughs> what is it general hospital on general is on hospital. oh that george days Clooney. of our lives <laughs> days of our lives which are about to end oh really no no no. i mean their lives are oh. <laughs> I thought you were like the shows that have been on for like 50 years i was like what first of all they're still Sorry. on and also breaking like, news how, why would they ever end yeah. anyways that would have been a horror in and of itself. That would have been. We would have had a pause their for a moment of silence. Yeah. <laughs> Pour one out for them. <laughs> so, yes, they head off into these dark, strange woods. Again, they don't know where they are. The car, the RV just broke down. They could be fucking anywhere. Yeah. To go find Big Webfoot. And for Honker's older brother, this means trying to spook and scare Goslin and Honker as they mm. hunt down Big Webfoot. And his method to freak them out is to don like some big like cloak-esque thing and put on, I think, probably his like dad's shoes to make fake footprints for them to follow Mm. so that he can then jump out of the woods and scare them and freak them out. So he's creeping around laughing to himself. Again, he's the dumb bully goon. He's really dumb. I did not know Big Webfoot wore shoes, but okay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> like right. again he's the goon squad of yes. the bullies here he's the yes. muscle perhaps not the brains of the operation got it there we go 
So he's creeping around making these fake footprints, which again, yeah, are just shoes. <laughs> Until he hears some rustling okay. in the bushes. And he starts to creep up closer, assuming this is Gauze and uh, Goslin and Honker to like jump and scare them. Which, why would they be hanging out in the bushes? Unclear. Maybe they're creeping around too. Yeah. When, all of a sudden, our dear potato bride, Posey. Oh no. Leaps out from the bushes. Again, she's huge. She's like the size of this RV. And uses Mm -hmm. her root arm things to sprout out and grab him and then bring him into the bushes while he screams. Mm. And then we cut away. Okay, well, mm. <laughs> and now the horrors begin. Yes, it so. was nice knowing you, brother. Muddle, but I didn't even catch his name. Whatever. Bye. Yeah, I, I literally didn't even bother to write it down. <laughs> he's too dumb. Like, no one cares. Yeah, he's a goner. <laughs> so we cut back to the Muddlefoot parents sitting on their couch watching TV. And I will say we do see the brother reappear. Oh, we see him slowly walk over kind of dragging his feet he's drooling slightly his eyes are just like red spirals and he just silently sits down next to his parents just like staring the spirally eyes just staring out and his parents just like hey what's up they pass him some chips which he like devours this bag of chips like violently and immediately oh goodness they don't even they don't notice they're just they just hand him some more snacks but their movie they have me watching some vampire movie mm. it's interrupted by a news bulletin saying there is a vampire loose in town <laughs> i know it is a wild evening to be alive right now <laughs> what is happening okay saint canard is things are going down yeah very bad and it starts to describe all of the signs that have been happening all over town of people who were attacked by this quote-unquote vampire first the victim's eyes will be red and spiraling two Mm. they will be drooling Mm. three they will have an insatiable hunger for potato-based snacks and finally roots will start growing out of their head oh god and as we hear this news story happening we are watching the brother hitting all of these marks again as he's tearing apart another bag of chips potato chips perhaps Mm -hmm. and roots start sprouting from his skull growing rapidly And his parents finally notice, not because they're paying attention to his son, but because Posey, the apparently vampire potato, leaps out of the darkness and starts running at the Metalfoot parents. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I think the term vampire here is just like very loosely used to be like, yeah, it's a Halloween episode. She's a vampire now. So yeah, it's a She's got sharp teeth. Yeah. exactly they gave her sharp teeth she's biting people i guess and turning yeah. them into like zombies because later they do say people turn into zombies so okay. like it's a confusing web vampires of... are undead it's like a yeah yeah, but yeah like said, they're, all just, undead. they're throwing all the halloween buzzwords in here exactly. <laughs> it's really 
And you know what? <laughs> really what they're doing. This clickbait worked on me. I clicked in, watched <laughs> it. It popped up in the algorithm for me. And I said, it works, yes, please. <laughs> um, and so, yes, the parents start screaming. And from the woods, Honker and Goslin hear the parents screaming and dash back to camp thinking Big Webfoot is attacking them. And unfortunately, Posey immediately grabs Lil Honker from the ground. Oh, no. And everything goes dark. Oh. And we cut away. So we're back with DW and LP who were speeding through town to try and track down Bushroot and into the countryside, trying to trail him who, once he hit the forest was able to get away because he can control plants and shit. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately out in the middle of these woods, DW and LP crash their bike during this chase. And now they're stranded on the side of the road. But instead of just like accepting their fate, like the Muddlefoots did for the night, being like, well, I guess we live, I guess here, we now. live here now. <laughs> <laughs> DW and LP decide to try and hitch a ride deeper into the woods to pick up on Bushroot's trail. And soon, along this country road uh, highway type thing, a big semi truck pulls over and mm. walks out, out walks. A weasel in some overalls. He's got overalls on. He's got this huge torn up straw hat. A piece of hay hanging out his mouth in these bright yellow eyes. Hmm. He takes one look at DWNLP and goes, you okay, city boys? And spits on the ground. Oh, no. Do we trust him? <laughs> no. Will he murder them? Sounds very deliverance. You sure got a pretty <laughs> like, mouth. <laughs> you sure got a pretty mouth. He's got, yeah, he's got like deliverance. He's got a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. He'll have eyes. Yeah. All of the above packed into one weasel right now. <laughs> into one weasel. <laughs> uh, never trust a weasel. Never trust a weasel, especially not this weasel because. No. He gets crazier. Yeah, oh no. So they pile into the car because they're like, well, I guess we need this ride. And they're sharing like the front seat with them and they hit the road. And as soon as he starts driving, he locks the doors and looks at LW or LW, DW and LP. That's their couple of names. Launch wing. Launch <laughs> wing. <laughs> yeah, better than dark pad. That's not that's, that's good. Launch wing for sure. It's <laughs> their like people magazine yes, couple's exactly. name. Oh my god, launch wing was seen at the bridal shop. Are they getting launch married wing. again? Never seen again after entering country road. Yeah. <laughs> Last seen entering a semi-truck, never to be seen again. Never seen again. So yes, the doors are locked. All of a sudden this weasel looks at them and goes i got here frozen aliens in the back of my truck what <laughs> unprompted yeah. dw is like excuse me launchpad is like are, are 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 you for real and the weasel just smiles and goes yeah it's governance stuff things you ain't supposed to know about <laughs> Before 
that he can go any further. DW just nervously laughs and says, you know, I think we've we've reached our destination. You can just yes, let us out. Like, Sir, can we get out, please? We're we're good. We can get out right here. This is we meant to go to this tree in the woods yeah. in the dark still. Thank you so that's much. That's the one. That's that's the one that we need. That's yeah. that's our treat. We've been looking for it and we're here now. Why do you just drive past the ride. tree? Please, I please turn around. We need, okay, this tree will do too. <laughs> but the weasel fully takes his eyes off the road and says, but I like company. It gets lonesome out here on the road. And after a while, you start seeing things. So this is the time. Yeah, this tuck and tree roll. would also be fine. <laughs> this roll. is the time you roll down that window and just jump out, moving vehicle or not. Did Darkwing bring any of his weapons with him in here? Like, please tell me this guy's got a gun. You know what? Darkwing, that is. Not the I weasel. was going to say, Darkwing, yeah. unclear. This guy, absolutely. Though. The weasel definitely does. Absolutely, for sure has a gun. Yeah. <laughs> is he calling the dead bodies in the back of the aliens that the government doesn't want you to know about? Because DW and LP about to be added to that pile. Yeah. But LP and DW are now frozen in fear at, like, probably their first like real dangerous criminal here like everyone else mm-hmm. is just like unhinged and wild but like this guy's scary mm-hmm. but again to say this to them the weasel had turned entirely to them and so as he now glances on the road he suddenly swerves in the middle of the road as he screams do y'all see that that was just a big tater in the road <laughs> at this point dw is like okay this guy is just absolutely lost his mind and is unhinged there's no aliens in the back this guy just needs some um intervention with Mm -hmm. some medical professionals perhaps yeah because he was like a potato sure weasel whatever you say but the weasel goes on and says yeah it was a russet potato now red taters you can reason with but russets Wow, they are just plain mean. And DW is rolling his eyes, but LP is properly freaked out at this point and says, well, what are we supposed to do if we run into one? And the weasel goes into this whole, like, diatribe saying, well, you got first say tater backwards. Well, shaken the pollen off of a lyceum nicanthropus plant. And that's how you defeat a russet tater. And at this point, DW is like, okay, we're shutting this down. We are getting out here right now. Launchpad, tuck and roll. Let's (laughs) go. Launchpad, we're launching. Let's go, baby. (laughs) But I guess at this, uh, this was enough. The weasel is finally like, okay, just here's a diner that I know. This is probably why I stopped there. He pulls over to this little diner and says, mm-hmm. I mean, to your funeral getting out though, there's a vampire on the loose. And then they immediately get out. They're like, we don't care about this guy's warnings anymore. And he speeds ominously away into the full moon as they step foot onto the diner. Okay. And they dust themselves off from that weird ass encounter. Very I'm just gonna forget it happened. They're like, we're just happy to be alive. Yeah, and they're like not assaulted in any way. <laughs> we're never gonna talk about this again. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. Done. And they stroll into the diner to, you know, see if anyone has seen a bush root around. 
And as they walk in, there's like a group of three, specifically dogs, but I had to know because they're just dog people, um, okay. at the counter, also all in overalls, having a drink, shaking their heads, saying, now, if I saw this vampire on the loose, this is how I, you know what? I would stab straight in the heart with the stake right here. And they're all one by one describing how they would murder the vampire if they ran into it. Okay. Now, keep in mind here that DW is dressed fully in this very flamboyant, dramatic costume that his day-to-day superhero costume is. So as he clears his throat and (laughs) walks in and says, excuse me, the three dogs turn around to see what they immediately assume is the vampire yeah it's like it's a long cape and cloak yeah uh, big hat dark yeah. outfit flowing cloak because you know dw is also entering with his flair of like mm-hmm. i am the something something that's something in the night i yeah dark wig duck not the time for a grand entrance dw no. because before he has time to further go on at all these three dogs have fully tackled him. Two of them are holding him down while oh the goodness. third is standing over him with a stake and a sledgehammer, lining god. it up with DW's heart. My god. Now, LP is useless here. I was gonna ask, where's LP? Is he yeah, also he being got, held down? No, he just like got done pie. with <laughs> one trauma of this weasel, and now he's about to watch his love be murdered he is frozen in fear right now is just too much for his faint little heart to handle and it's only by pure chance and luck that goslin who had run away when honker got taken by the posy the potato vampire thing and she ran away to try and run home and find dw and had to run by this diner that she sees, obviously, her dad about to get murdered. And so mm-hmm. she runs into the diner screaming and telling them to stop. And they do pause because there's a child screaming. They yeah. do look up to see what happened, what she okay. needs. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. And she's screaming that, she, that this is not the vampire. They don't believe her. And so stake still above the heart. They negotiate a series of tests to see whether or not he's a vampire. But like none of these are vampire tests like one of them they all just progressively get like more aggressive and totally random and keep proving that dw is a vampire so like for example one of them is like well i heard vampires don't bounce and so they push him off of a tree and he like just (laughs) splats onto the ground and doesn't bounce so he's a vampire so he's got the vampire and goslin is like this is going bad this is going bad like these people are so stupid these dogs are so stupid so stupid oh god they're all proving that dad is a vampire okay what can i come up with what can i come up with but keep in mind here folks goslin is also a child Mm -hmm. so i think she was she's panicking she's maybe we're reflecting on my last darkwing duck halloween episode thinking of our dear friend and her dear friend beelzebub because she says vampires don't burn (laughs) and the dogs say 
Oh, like, yeah. oh my god will definitely burn that. vampires can't though vampires don't burn <laughs> and so they say oh, that's no. right and they get out a lighter to set dw on fire oh my god <clears throat> but luckily dw and lp one of them somehow mention that like they were like they they somehow bring up the weasel in the semi truck that like brought them here of like we should have stayed with him or something like that. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden the dogs go, Oh, you know Dwayne. Oh, we know Dwayne. What's He's our name? buddy. You all good, city boys. Dwayne. Dwayne. Not? He didn't seem like a Dwayne to me. Yeah, but he is. So okay. yeah, they oh they know Dwayne. Oh yeah, you guys are fine. You're not the vampire then. Um oh my god. So the weasel saved the day. They wow. let them go. What a plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you know, he was about to be burnt at the stake yeah. right here, right now. Oh my God. So, yes, they let him go. And Goslin goes, Okay, great. Thank God. So, yeah, there is a vampire, though, Dad. And I know where it is. It's also an evil potato. Trust me. <laughs> DW is like, What is wrong with? people tonight like mm-hmm. why has everyone lost their marbles but Goslin is like dad no I promise like something is really wrong and so she's like dragging him back to the Muddlefoot's camp where she had fled and LP is kind of lagging behind them because again Goslin's like hurrying DW along yeah so they DW and Goslin don't notice as they go further into the woods that a potato Posey, our dear vampire potato, leaps out from the bushes and grabs LP. Ooh. But by the time they arrive back to camp, LP is with them again, so they didn't even notice that he was gone. But they also don't notice his red swirling eyes, his drool, Mm, his hunger for some potato chips and other potato-based snacks, like maybe some fries from the diner and some roots grown out of his head. And at camp, all four of the Muddlefoots are staring at the scariest type of TV, a.k.a. a static TV. All just drooling. Is there a child about to crawl out of it? (laughs) Not sure. Probably. Probs. At least a potato. Yeah, a potato. (laughs) Most likely. And there are now roots sticking out of their heads in every direction. (laughs) DW again who has just been gaslighting everyone this whole episode is like yeah. i mean i never really liked the muddlefoots they're kind of weird so like i don't know maybe this is what they do when they go camping and goslin fucking snaps she's like they're weird right now because they're zombies dad mm-hmm. and dw is about to shrug her off again and explain that there's no zombies there's no vampire here when Posey the potato does jump out from the bushes and snatches DW up from the ground. And so suddenly he's like, oh yeah, okay, I believe you guys. Okay, there's a vampire potato. You're right, Goslin. Yeah, Goslin, <laughs> point to you. Correct. Yeah. Good observation, girl. Well done. Well yeah, done. You'll please be a save me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, please help. He does yell at her to run into the RV to like go find a weapon. I like can't remember if in my notes that like he says or she says or i just wrote this in that like one of them is like go get a shotgun from the rv because like they're about to shoot down this potato 
my money is that Goslin said that. Yeah, gun friendly Harvey. This little, what is she like, 10 or something? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like the first thing she does bring out, there's no shock in the metaphor. Don't play like that. But the first thing she does bring out hilariously is a potato peeler to be like, I'm going to fuck this potato up. That's a threat. Okay. It's a threat. She's so you're thinking, right. She's thinking. And of course, the metal flips have a potato peeler on there. <laughs> exactly. In their RV. They're having hash browns for breakfast. Yep. And so all of this commotion has let Bushroot know that this is where his vampire, vampire potato bride has gone to. Mm-hmm. And so he runs onto the scene. But he happens to approach the camp from kind of like behind the scene so all he sees is the back of posy holding dw kind of like the outline like close and in front of her face because she's about to bite him but this is a very compromising position that he finds the two of them oh my god he thinks they hooking up right now (laughs) and so bushroot screams my greatest love and worst enemy how could you oh. and swears his revenge he's like another... of course of course she would find someone else look at how beautiful she is <laughs> i knew i couldn't hold her down oh, she's man, too wild and free instead she why? is wild and she has been freed but, <laughs> but why of all people way. My greatest enemy, Darkwing Duck. <laughs> he like sings it. <laughs> I did Dark notice as I said Duck. it, I just couldn't help yeah. but sing it. I didn't mean to. Yeah. But I was too late after the dark came out. I was too late it to just stop. Kept going. You had to kept keep it going. going. <laughs> so again, another love plot foiled by mm. Darkwing Duck. Another heartbreak caused by Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Bushroot swears his revenge yet again on dw and right as bushroot goes off to find his own weapon here dw bites posy's arms to have like to get his escape but a chase obviously ensues in which dw is like running up trees and like digging holes to hide into the ground but posy part of her villain vampire power things monster powers Mm -hmm. is that she can grow more root arms immediately out of every side of her and they can grow exponentially so she's Mm -hmm. turning into basically like the the kraken essentially (laughs) a potato Potato kraken kraken. (laughs) just like whipping her arms around in every direction like dw goes up a tree she smacks him out of it he tries to go underground she shoots a root underneath Meanwhile, Bushroot somehow has acquired a lawnmower, which maybe oh, was his no. getaway car. I don't know. From the fabric store. Let's just say that's how he got it. Okay. And so now the tables have turned and he's trying to run over DW with mm. the lawnmower. Mm. And he at this point how is does it feel, DW? How does it feel to be mowed, baby? <laughs> and I will mention at this point that like, I didn't mention it earlier, that Bushroot... <laughs> And maybe we actually saw this, I think, in the first episode when he was trying, or his first episode, when he was trying to take the lady out on the date before he kidnapped her, that yeah. he is in, like, a tuxedo top. Aw, he's like for the wedding. Tails, yeah, this time it's for its wedding. But at this point, it's, like, disheveled. Like, he is not doing well. His oh. heartbreak. This is a, 
it's a crime of passion that's happening right mm, now. Okay. And the the bow tie is like askew. It's dusty. It's like unbuttoned. He's not doing well. Okay. So cleverly, Darkwing Duck realizes that Busher is going to mow him down at any cost at this point. So he lets himself get caught by Posey, the vampire potato. And Bushroot, again, mad with rage and passion, lowers it, still only eyes for DW. And DW hmm. jumps out at the last second as Bushroot crashes into his bride with Ooh. the lawnmower. Ooh. But She's a fucking huge potato. This doesn't do anything to her physically. Okay, good. But it's a lot of emotional damage because Mm -hmm. her fiance just tried to run a lawnmower or did run a lawnmower into her. Yeah. So she turns on Bushroot too. Oh no. Uh Uh-huh. Now trying to grab and possibly strangle her fiance with her root arms. And as she briefly smacks him, which, you know, She's not in the wrong here. He did just accidentally try to murder her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some pollen shakes from his head. And DW, desperate now, remembers Dwayne's. It's not Dwayne, it's Dwayne. Dwayne. Wise and crazy advice. And he asks Bush real quick what type of plant he is. And it turns out he's exactly whatever the fuck the weasel said earlier. And oh, I think it was okay. a made up plan. I didn't write it down again. So <laughs> too DW, long of a name. <laughs> it was a, the scientific name and it's far too long. So now DW grabs Bushroot and starts shaking him violently oh while God. saying tater backwards again and again, which is retat. And the pollen's going everywhere. He's just saying retat over and over and over again. And it does shrink posy the vampire potato smaller and smaller her little root arms are going everywhere this is actually probably like killing her etc etc until she's suddenly just a normal little regular potato on the ground which (laughs) snaps her out of her her, or snaps all of the zombies out of their zombie states and spells zombie run or zombie goslin (laughs) runs out zombie goslin nope just normal goslin runs out and hugs her dad asking how he knew that crazy saying backwards this like crazy way to fix this work and he said yeah i did some in-depth research and goslin's like no you didn't yeah i'm like you he goes yeah i don't know some crackpot told me (laughs) just true and finally just when you think the episode is over the three okay. dogs from the diner run out because they heard all of obviously the commotion and screaming. Yeah. And, you know, I will say this is a little harsh, a DW, but, you know, he sees the villain, Bushroot, there. He's like, You created this monster. You must be stopped. Mm-hmm. He looks at the dogs. He looks at DW and says, That's the vampire. Or he looks at Bushroot and says, That's the vampire. Oh. And then it like angry mob. It, it cuts it on one of the dogs with the lighter saying, Time to go get the diesel fuel. Oh, shit. And then it cuts to them with diesel fuel and like torches chasing Bushroot off into the moonlight, I guess, to murder him. Angry mob, like you said. Yeah. So I guess that's how that part ends. But (laughs) 
That's how Bushroot ends. <laughs> That's how Bushroot ends. At least for now. Maybe ends. We'll see in your yeah. comic book recap. Yes. Yeah. Um, but at last, uh, we cut to where we started this episode, which was back at the campground with the Boy Scouts where we started our episode. And Bushroot finishes his, or DW finishes story saying, you can sometimes still hear Posey the Vampire Potato at night hunting for more victims. And the Boy Scouts are like, okay, boomer. Mm. But then they do hear a howl in the distance. And everybody, mm. including DW, scatters and they're terrified. <laughs> and that's the end. <laughs> nice. So wow, great job. Oh my gosh. Is why there were there were almost like too many references in that. <laughs> like you said, just like we got vampires, we got crazy, zombies. scary hicks, we've got zombies. <laughs> We got ghost stories. We got, we got big ghosts. Foot. Yeah. A big web foot. Yeah. We, we got, got angry it. We've got angry mobs. <laughs> Burning a witch, I guess. At the, so, at the stake. Yeah. With the stake. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. And also it's it's funny because like, I mean, yeah, Darkwing can burn. He's got feathers and stuff, but he can, he can, you know, stop, drop, roll, whatever. Yeah, so yeah. if they had lit him on fire. Bushroot sure. though, like he's a plant. He's going he's, to be he's, like, he's going to be <laughs> exactly. All that pollen, it's gonna just like be more fuel. And again, they got diesel fuel, so like, yeah, that shit. They're out for plant blood, exactly. I guess vampire blood, which I don't it's know confusing. It yes, yeah. they're out for murder, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's a wild ride. Yes, I agree. It was so many references, Indeed. but I was like, we got to do it. Night of the Living Spud here. Posey, our glad you did. Bride, our one yes. runaway bride um I'm glad you did so now i'm fascinated what was the do you remember the follow-up in the comic yeah episode? some of it i'm gonna go off memory so i don't take time like getting that off my shelf and <laughs> filing through like where is that one <laughs> so okay and yeah it's i'm really glad you did this episode because i told myself after reading this comic like man i gotta go back and watch that episode because <laughs> But I never did because Good, I'm me and short-term memory loss, whatever. <laughs> so, but except I'm going to use my memory now to try to remember yeah, what happened. So it's very funny because that story in the comic begins actually with, and I didn't know his name at the time, but I guess Dwayne the Weasel, like sitting <laughs> on his rocking chair, it starts with him on his porch, chewing on his piece of hay, saying like, and I'm paraphrasing here, like, want to hear a scary story about yes. some like zombie tater or some shit like oh that. And then he launches into this story. And what happens is like everyone in St. Canard just starts turning into these zombies exactly how you described mm. it the red swirling eyes like skin mm-hmm. kind of goes pale and they're just like shuffling along but it's because there are these like potatoes actually attached to the back of their heads oh, and like, like their roots weird. are like stra- instead of them growing roots out of their heads the uh-huh. people the ducks the zombies the potatoes like attached to the back of their heads and connect their roots to them and that like turns them into zombies Uh and it's because apparently so someone there's like this evil scientist he might be in the show too but we've never done any episodes with him Uh he like has i guess for better whatever terms it's like a gmo food factory or whatever and he's like trying to do all these experiments with food and he Uh comes across either the exact same potato that was Posey uh-huh. or the same like chemicals that Bushroot used 
to yeah <laughs> exactly and whatever else the I don't know the Frankenstein machine uh-huh. to create Posey and so he uses that to recreate her and tries to use her to like grow and like modify all this oh. other food or something on the outskirts of St. Canard but it ends up poisoning like the entire like agricultural area around oh. her oh. and all of these potatoes come to life and are like crawling into St. Canard turning right. people into zombies and when oh, DW and Launchpad find out about it they're like okay well it has to be Bushroot because oh, this, no. he was the one who did it last time but Bushroot oh, just... is apparently in jail oh. or like prison. That makes sense. So they, they like go to find Bushroot in prison, but they're like, oh no, like it can't be him because he's in prison. But they also find out that somehow he's escaped. So they're like, oh, Uh maybe it is him then. Uh But then they find out it's not him. And he, Bushroot is also trying to figure out what it is. He's like, my love. Exactly. So they actually team up with him to track her down because he can like use his like plant Plant powers powers. or whatever to find her. And that literally is like kind of what he says. He's like, my love, she's in so much pain. I can feel her pain. She's being tortured in there. And so they like try to save her. The whole town's like, potato zombified well holy shit and yeah that's that's the gist of what i remember but it really is like the evil scientist who's behind it Uh, all and eventually oh this comic is crazy because it turns out that one of the funders of this evil scientist plot is actually steelbeak by the way (laughs) yes he's always He's the big money funder, baby. Exactly. He like hands the dude a suitcase with just like money. And then when like all this news comes out about like the the zombie outbreak being linked to this the scientist factory, still be hook. He literally like helicopters in, oh tells God. a scientist like, yeah, I'm going to cut loose from this because this is getting too messy. This I'm is all going to come back to me. I'm selling this pretty much what he says. Like I'm selling all my stocks, <laughs> all my shares in this. And then he hightails out of there. Oh my like, God. Essentially bankrupting the scientist who then tries to like flee town or something. <laughs> it's, it's wow. crazy. That's both. That is like again every cartoon it all comes back to capitalism <laughs> the eco terror happening on that yeah. one with the ag and gmos yeah. this still be being a financier of who course they, like he is the one who truly brings down the villain in the end because he's like yeah i'm pulling my money from this operation and the, the dude goes crazy and the like investors has to are run. yeah <laughs> exactly oh my god wow yeah, Holy I'm gonna shit. have to flip through that one again and uh we'll recap on that maybe another day. But that's so funny that you did that episode that is because incredible. yeah. Is Bushroot reunited in. with Posey at the end? He is, but they eventually have to they like have to kill her again because oh. as long as she's alive, like these the potato spuds that are zombifying people, yeah, exactly, like are gonna continue to zombify people Damn. and so that that becomes a point of contention between like bushroot and dw and lp who like they were working together and then when bushroot realizes no you gotta kill her oh and that's actually man it's all so coming sad. back to me now it's that's like part of it the whole like the pulling on the heartstrings of it and how we're joking about bushroot being like it's only a little pain for now my love and then we'll live on forever oh. 
DW tells her or tells Bushroot, like, look at how much pain she's in. As long as she's alive, she will be in pain. Oh Can't my you God. feel that? And Bushroot's like, you're right. I hear her. I she's in pain. He's like, I have to let her go. I have to kill her because I love her. And so that's, oh my God. that's what he does. And then I'm pretty sure they put Bushroot back in prison afterwards, <laughs> even though he saves the day. Because in my mind, I'm flipping through it like, oh, maybe they'll like let Bushroot go and be himself for a little bit. And so like, he's gonna try they'll wait until the, the next time. Yeah, but like, they'll wait till then to lock him up. Like, he did just help save the world. He did just have to kill the love of his True. life to like, do at that. Least like, shave a couple years off that sentence. Exactly. Good no, they lock it. They lock him right back. I guess he did escape, though, originally. So that True. added yeah. more years. And then yeah. he did something good. So it took those years off. So now he's just breaking even. It's and breaking even. It's like, okay, we're back to your normal sentence. Yes. Yeah, get back in there. Yeah. Wow. So, what an incredible yeah, addition. Yes. To Part two, the continuation of the story. Wow. Incredible. So, anyways, there's that. Wow. Great. Well, but great job. Great job. Thank you. Good way Thanks. to get us kicked off with all the some of the greatest uh, horror movie name drops going on yep. in there. Exactly. Starting the month off right. Yeah, I really wish that Dwayne appeared in more stuff, but you know. Yeah, it's okay. We're gonna have to. It'll do for now. We'll act like he does. He'll be the unofficial official narrator. Exactly. Uh, RDW episode. In my heart, he is. He is. Yes. <laughs> um. So yes, this is now our kickoff of our Halloween arc, and between mm-hmm. now and next week, where Alexis will be doing her first Halloween episode, who should our listeners and viewers tell about this show? Tell a potato farmer. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. Maybe someone in Idaho, something <laughs> like that. Although Excellent. I guess I think they grow more places than that, but Idaho is the prime area for them yes. in the in the states. So true, true, true. Who should who should they tell? Uh after that, I think you should tell uh a waiter or waitress at a diner. Mm, okay. Preferably a countryside diner. So like, you know, yeah. get out, go see your local nature and stuff and stop by a little local diner on the way back and mm. uh tell them. Nice. Yeah. Wonderful. Don't hop into any semi trucks on the way there, Do though. Not. No hitchhiking. Nope. No hitchhiking. Nope. 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 Make sure you're <laughs> full of gas and your car is in good uh, health. Yeah. You're going out there. Indeed. Indeed. Yes. Great. Wonderful. Well, uh, well, until we'll next, see week. next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at SatmornMist, all the abreeds. And let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries.